grace be unto you in peace, peace from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ, dear fellow redeemed of God whom he rescued in the waters of baptism, just as he rescued Noah and his family through the waters of the flood. Besides the days off from school and work, and the shopping that goes on at this time of the year, and the special football games and parades on television set, one of my most favorite things about Thanksgiving are the smells wafting from the kitchen. Who doesn't like the aroma of a turkey, sweet potatoes, and pumpkin pie baking in the oven. There is a special aroma to Thanksgiving. Now the reason I mention that is because God said that there was an aroma that was pleasing to him that came from a Thanksgiving service. And we ask why? Well, God said this about the Thanksgiving service that Noah and his family offered to God the day they came out of the ark. And what God said about Noah's Thanksgiving worship service can also be said about the Thanksgiving that God's people still offer today in a special service like this. And so today we want to take a look at that Old Testament lesson. I think we're all familiar with it. And what we want to be reminded is that that, that worship service, those sacrifices that Noah offered, were a pleasing aroma to God because it was a joyful response of thanksgiving for the rescue that God provided and it really was a demonstration of Noah's trust in God's promise to provide. History is replete with examples of how people have established special days of, of thanksgiving. Did you know that there was a special day of thanksgiving around the Reformation time? Did you know that that George Washington had declared a special day of thanksgiving around the Revolutionary War. And, and, and it really became an annual celebration based on the proclamation of Abraham Lincoln during the Civil War. And it was during World War II that a national day of thanksgiving was set by the legislature. And now every fourth Thursday in November, we celebrate a national day of thanksgiving. But what would you say was the very first public thanksgiving service? Arguably, you could say it was the worship service that Noah and his family had when they came out of the ark. And what we want to do is listen to what happened in that service and, and really why it happened. Noah came out with his sons, his wife, and his sons' wives along with him. Every animal, every creeping thing, every bird, and, and whatever swarms on the earth came out of the ark, species by species. 
Noah built an altar to the Lord and took from every clean animal and every clean bird and offered burnt offerings on the altar. The Lord smelled the pleasing aroma. Do you recall why Noah built the ark? The stench of man's sin had become so foul in the nostrils of a holy God that he determined to destroy the world with a flood. And all animals and all humankind were destroyed, save for the believers that were left at that time and the animals they brought along. In many ways, God had rescued, you could say, the Christian church from becoming extinct in this world. And so God saved and rescued Noah and his family, eight people in all, from that deluge. And the first thing that Noah and his family did after disembarking from the ark is he built an altar and they had a public worship service on which they offered up burnt offering sacrifices to the Lord. And when the Lord smelled those sacrifices, the sacrifices of thanksgiving, it was a pleasing aroma. And isn't that why we have gathered again on this national day of thanksgiving? We're here to offer our praise and thanks. First and foremost, because like Noah, God has rescued us too. And no, he hasn't rescued us from a deluge of water but he rescued us from the flood of our sin and the damnation in hell that you and I deserved. You see, by nature and sometimes by practice, our sins become a stench in the nostrils of God too. And God did not rescue us in a wooden boat that we had to build. God rescued us by the wood of the cross on Calvary where Jesus God's son poured out his blood and washed us clean of the stench of our sin and so first and foremost as we gather here to offer up God our sacrifices of prayers and thanksgiving we do so because he rescued us now I don't know what kind of year you had this past year? Was it the year of plenty or of want? Was it the year of health or of sickness? Was it a year of life or was it a year of death? Sometimes what happened in the past year affects our thanksgiving. But no matter what kind of year you had this past year, I don't know. One thing I do know, you and I have been rescued by our Savior. And nothing can change that. And nothing in the universe can take that away from you. Today we celebrate the good news that, that God loved you from eternity and that your Savior was willing to offer up a sacrifice that pleased the Father to accept that payment 
for our sins. But there's another reason why that sacrifice that Noah and his family offered up was pleasing to the Lord because it was really an act of obedience and dedication. You see, this was the special kind of sacrifice that God's people would offer in grateful praise for the gift of salvation and forgiveness. And the whole carcass was burnt on the altar, symbolizing the smoke rising as the believer dedicating himself to following and trusting the Lord. And no one in his family had every reason to trust the Lord. If the Lord could, could be trusted in taking care of the big thing, rescuing him from the flood, then surely no one in his family had every reason to trust that God would take care of the earthly things. The earthly things. The daily things. The sustenance that we need. And so we continue on with what Moses wrote. The Lord smelled the pleasing aroma. The Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the soil anymore because of man, for the thoughts he forms in his heart are evil from his youth. Neither will I ever again strike every living thing as I have done. While the earth remains, sea time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall never cease. Did you hear what God determined to do after smelling that pleasing aroma? He determined that he would never again destroy this earth with a flood and resolved that until the end of time he would provide what life would need on this earth through the process of planting and harvesting through the seasons. And why did God resolve to do that? Because man would be better behaved after the flood? Is it because man would earn that from God? Not at all. In fact, God tells us elsewhere in the pages of Scripture that at the end of this world, mankind will be just as, if not more sinful, than the people who lived at the time of Noah when the flood came. No, the reason why God is going to spare this world of such destruction is because of his mercy and his compassion on sinful mankind. That's why God would do this. Now, there can be floods and droughts in various parts of the world at different times, but never again will there be another worldwide flood that would wipe out life on the earth and the rainbows that we see in the sky are God's visible testimony or evidence that he not only made that promise, but he will keep it. And he has. Can you imagine how comforting and reassuring this must have been for Noah and his family? I mean, when God told him, come out of the ark, he obeyed. He came out of the ark. It was an act of faith and trust. I mean, consider what he was facing. The world was drastically changed. Not only was there no animal life on the earth, there were no other human beings, no civilization. 
where would Noah and his family begin to build their life? How would they eke out a living in a world that had just been destroyed by a flood? Would they have food to live? Would they have heat to stay warm? How in all the world could they survive? Noah knew. Noah believed that God would provide the daily sustenance that they would need. And God promised the very same. And dear friends, aren't these also words that you and I need to hear? And words that we can celebrate on Thanksgiving Day especially? I mean, when we look around at all that's going on in the world, we see a world that is that is drastically changing. And in many ways, it's very frightening. And we may begin to wonder, how am I going to survive this? And perhaps maybe we, we begin to wonder if we are going to re receive the things that we need to stay alive, to stay alive in this life. Perhaps maybe things like protection and safety from the violence in this world, like the violence so many experienced in Waukesha this past weekend. Or, or, or maybe we're concerned about our financial security as, as inflation begins to soar because we know when inflation soars, the value of our dollars fall. Or maybe you've experienced going to the store because you needed some supplies or food and the shelves were kind of empty because the supply chain is broken. And perhaps we might have concerns about our health and our life as the pandemic continues. And we begin to wonder, is it going to rob me of my health? And it will be, and will it be the cause of my death? And then we think of all the, the wonderful freedoms that we enjoy, especially the freedom to worship according to the dictates of our conscience. And we see what's going on, especially in our country, as one institution after another is either being attacked or is beginning to crumble. And we wonder, how, Lord? How will we survive? And, you'll, and you know the answer. The answer is found in the promise of God sustaining this world and giving us all that we need for body and life. And what we want to do then is we want to do what Noah and his family did gather together whenever we can with our fellow believers and there hear the story again and again of how God rescued us for eternity and then when we gather together hear again and again about a God that we worship who loves you and has promised to take care of you and has promised that he has the hairs of your hair numbered and that if we have a God that's able to clothe the flowers of the field and feed the birds of the air, we know that he will provide all that we need.
to keep body and life. And then we gather as often as we can to be strengthened and comforted in the assurance of our final rescue when Jesus will come on the last day and body and soul take us to heaven where you and I are going to smell and taste a feast that far surpasses any aroma from any Thanksgiving dinner we enjoy here on this earth. So, dear friends, I don't know about you, I'm looking forward to that Thanksgiving Day feast tomorrow. But I'm looking forward even more to the Thanksgiving feast that awaits God's people above. Amen. Please stand. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding shall keep our hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. In